Welcome into the Bear Down Podcast here on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdal. You can listen to our show, Black and Abdal, weeknights from 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we bring to you the Bear Down Podcast. A lot to get to uh, today, Abdal. We have the training camp schedule. We have some NFL news and notes. A lot of different things to get to uh, after the holiday weekend, coming back to work here on a Tuesday. We get the Bears Down Podcast, and we get news from the Chicago Bears. We now have their training camp schedule. We know how camp is going to be formatted and what the rest of the schedule for the summer for the Chicago Bears will be. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll go through and we'll go win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. No. Uh, report day is July 26th, so just over a month away, about five weeks away. Five weeks away from today, Tuesday, July 26th, is report day. The first practice will be held at 10 a.m. All of these practices will be at 10 a.m. Will be The first day will be Wednesday, July 27th. I'm going to give that win to the offense that day, Chris. I think the offense comes out strong on July 26th or 27th, and it's a good day for the offense on July 27th. Their next day is Thursday, July 28th. I think that's going to be a defensive day. I think the defense will rebound that day, chalk up that win for the defense. Uh, Friday, July 29th, I think the fans win that one. That one's going to be a good day for the fans, Chris. It's going to be a good one for the fans. Then we get to Saturday, July 30th. That's a special teams day. Special teams day. That's going to be a good day to watch the special teams. Maybe a little wind picks up that day. Really test them out. And then then they're off Sunday, July 31st. And that's the first week of practice. You want to go through the rest of them? No? You don't? Okay. But yeah. A lot of 10 a.m. practices, and before you know it, we are two. We are less than two months away from the first preseason game, Kansas City at Chicago, noon on Saturday, August 13th. That's it. You're done. Now you've left the podcast. No, I'm. I'm waiting for you to. I think you were going to do. Uh, I think this is a bit. So I, I'm going to let you go through no, every practice. It. I did already. Tell I did. Us information I did it. that's not necessary, but by you, all means, I gave you my first week of picks. You'll have to tune in oh, next week I just on the Bear Down podcast for my week two picks. Uh, the the point of bringing up the training camp schedule is that they report on July twenty sixth. Said that it's about a month away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the season will be a lot closer than than it may appear, and it's like sometimes it feels like once football starts up again, the summer is starting to wind down. So it really feels like right now until the 26th of July, like this is summer. You get a month of summer. Like it kind of started a couple weeks ago. It's really hot here in the city today, high 90s. But like it feels like summer has officially hit. You got a month of summer. It's a sprint. And then we get to the end of July, training camp start. Football starts to come into full uh, view. And, And that's what we talk about. So you went through the first week. Their first off day is July 31st. Um, Monday, August 1st, they're back at practice. They get an off day on the 4th. Uh, they don't have their, their first big-time uh, test is not until the 13th. You, you mentioned that, Kansas City at the Bears, noon kick, Soldier Field. They do have the Family Fest August 9th, which is a Tuesday. Uh, interesting. It's a Tuesday at 10.35 a.m. Mm-hmm. Family Fest at Soldier Field. Usually, uh, I, I believe in the past, the Family Fest has been plopped on a Friday afternoon, busy Friday afternoon in the summer. And be, hasn't it been on like the Friday of Lollapalooza yep. before? It usually is the cluster that is 
the Family Fest getting out and Lollapalooza getting out at the same time. Well, I mean, uh, you know, trade that cluster for a cluster of rush hour commute. Uh, yeah. 10.30 a.m. for Meyer Bears Family Fest at Soldier Field on Tuesday, August 9th. Uh, so between Kansas City and the Seattle game, you have five days there. Uh, Thursday the 18th, Bears at Seattle will be a, another preseason game. They break camp August 21st, Sunday, August 21st. Uh, the practice is close to the public that day. And then from then on out, it's prep for the season because you got one more uh, training. You have one more preseason game against Cleveland, and then it's on to the regular season uh, the first week of September. So, yeah, so there you go. The schedule's there, 10 a.m. practices. You mentioned it, Abdal. Many of them are closed to the public, um, but there are quite a few. I believe 11 in total that you can go up to uh, Hallis Hall and see the Chicago Bears, and you have to uh, get a ticket, right? You have to do that through the Bears' website. You have to to, re- I believe they're free, but you have to register for them. Correct. Yeah. But you have to go to their yes. website and get a ticket to get to training camp, and there you go. So the Bears uh, start training camp July 26, and then basically – I think it's also notable they're they're all 10 a.m. starts, so they're all going to practice in the morning. Uh, the flow of the the days will be you'll hear the reports from reporters, and then you'll hear uh, those from the team speaking. I would imagine one two o'clock in the afternoon, and and that's kind of the flow of how we'll we'll attack training camp here uh, starting July 26. I understand having the 10:35 a.m. family fest, but why are you doing it on a Tuesday? Like, that should be, move that up to, like, the other Saturday. Not the, obviously, the Saturday of a preseason game. But shouldn't you do something like that, like, on a Saturday when people are off work and can actually, like, take their kids to practice? Yeah. So, like, when families can be together at practice? I would imagine. And especially 1035 is, like, even if you wanted to duck out of work early, if it was the afternoon or early evening, you can't do that. 1035 seems a little early for Family Fest. It's right in the middle. It's right at the end of uh, rush hour commute yeah. in the morning. It's it's wild, but hey, at least it's not during Lollapalooza. That's always that's always been the norm is the Lollapalooza one. So I'm glad they're they're not doing that because that's always been a mess. If I had to guess, I would imagine that Saturdays are out because the Chicago Fire play. Let's see, in August, August 6th. They play a game All right. at Soldier Field. Okay. Uh, August 13th, they have a game at Soldier Field. Hmm. The 21st. Wait, the Fire have a game at Soldier Field on Saturday, August 13th? Yeah. What time? That's what it says. 6.30. <laughs> the Bears better get out of there because <laughs> the Bears play Saturday, August 13th at noon. Hmm. That's interesting. Unless, be- unless ESPN's website doesn't designate where the game is actually being played, but mm. it says six thirty. No, I mean the game. I mean what? The game's three hours, three and a half hours, and you're out. They could technically. Let me go to the fire's uh, website. They now. could flip the stadium, but you have to like. What about all the lines and everything? I mean, you just have to deal with that. Yeah, I would imagine. I don't. I don't. I mean, think. the Raiders do did play on a baseball field for the first month of the season, in the regular season. Schedule. Let's see. That was always annoying. Matches. To see. Soccer matches. <laughs> Soccer matches. 
What's also notable that to me, no, uh, this... it looks like they're what is uh, Subaru Park? That's not that's on the road. No, it's not. Subaru Park's not Soldier Field. No, I know. So they okay, they're on the road. I don't. It doesn't. It's difficult to determine that. They also play a Thursday night preseason game, so they have that Saturday game against Kansas City. All right, so they're on the road. Yeah, then that Thursday game against Seattle uh, in Seattle, and then, of course, the Browns in... So they only have one home preseason game because they get the extra home... uh, The 17th game is a home game this year because it was a road game last year, right? So there's no fire game on the 6th or the 13th. So they could do it at night. They have one on the 21st at home at Soldier Field at 5 o'clock. All right. They have one on the 28th at home at 5 o'clock. Yeah. ESPN needs to change up their website. Come on, ESPN. Figure it out. Well, there's no there's no figuring anything. There's a, it, does a, it doesn't designate who's where. It doesn't designate who's It says match, time, what, what uh, competition, so the league. It says TV. It does not have any home, road, anything. You're sub- apparently you're just supposed to know for Major League Soccer. <laughs> you're just supposed to memorize to all know. the names of the stadiums and everything. Yeah, and and so training camp will be here. It'll be exciting. It'll, I I like uh, I like the flow of training camp. I like trying to figure out positional battles, and I like uh, getting getting ready for the uh, football season. It's always a great time of year. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. That means to me that also means that's the end of the summer. Like we're getting training camp yeah. is the start of fall. That's why it's a sprint. From here to that point, mm-hmm. it, it's a sprint. It's a mad dash. When people talk about, like, summers of their childhood or or whatever the case may be, like being nostalgic about summer, it, it's it's like this month. Yeah. From middle of June mm-hmm. to the end of July, and that's it. Because what? In August, people start going back to school, I would imagine. That's when you start getting ready for school. Most people don't go back to school until September, till Labor Day sometimes here, too, in the city, at least. So like, Labor Day is at the start of September. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, you, you like, August is, like, that's when you start, to, end of July, early August is when you start seeing all the back-to-school ads, is when you're like, oh, come get your backpacks and stuff like that, and everybody's doing back-to-school sales. So that's the uh, training camp schedule from the Bears. The Bears sent that out earlier today. So, like, obviously right now the Bears have this time in between. There's not a whole lot going on with the actual team. Uh, So these podcasts will be fun for the next month as we uh, come up with different things to talk about here on the podcast and uh, different guests and, and conversations that we have between Bleck and Abdallah here oh, on the Bear yeah. Down podcast. A lot of pre- pre- it's preview season. I wanted to talk uh, and give uh, like acknowledgement and credit to uh, someone over the weekend. Uh, John Moon Mullen passed away. He was 74. He lost his uh, battle to cancer. And Moon was a great Bears reporter for mm-hmm. a very long time. Uh, he started covering uh, the Chicago Bears in the Daily Herald in 1992. He then covered uh, the Bears in the Tribune from 1997 to 2008. He also worked at NBC Sports Chicago from 2009 to 2018. Uh, he has been a frequent guest on ESPN 1000 for years on all shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan Hood. I actually was just scrolling through my phone. My my text messages with Moon are still there, and I can see all the times I've asked him for Murph and Fred, Jonathan Hood, Waddle and Sylvie, yeah. Ben Fimfer. Uh, he's he's come on our show before, Black and Abdallah, and and Moon was really the best. And uh, 
I feel like if we're doing a Bear Down podcast and we're talking about Bears football, uh, those who listen to the podcast also consume those who report and and talk about their favorite team. And one, I, I unfortunately with with Bears football coverage, we've done this way too much with uh, Jeff Dickerson earlier. Uh, in in 2021, Vaughn McClure mm-hmm. uh, the year previously, and and now Moon Mullen uh, passed away. What a nice uh, person, and he was always willing to spend 5, 10, 15 minutes on the radio. And as a, a radio producer, especially you and I when we're coming up in the business, like you're asking people to take time out of their day, and, and they're not getting paid to, to come do a radio hit. And, and Moon always said yes. And when I met him in person, he was the absolute best. So I just wanted to give a uh, acknowledgement to uh, Moon passing on uh, over the weekend. No, absolutely. Uh, I you're right about everything you just said. I I didn't know uh, Moon personally, like as a you know more than just texting him to come on guests and occasionally talking to him on the phone before he he joined people and when he joined us a few times. But from every every you read all of the tributes, whether it's from the Tribune, the Sun Times, everybody, this um it's it, it's it's not a fraternity because it's a it's more of like everyone's a teammate here that covers the Bears, right? Like you like you work for competing outlets, whether it's a newspaper or a website or podcast or whatever, but you're all doing the same job, right? You're all reporting on the bears for an outlet and whether you've been on the beat for, you know, 20 years or, or as long as moon was on the beat for, or you're new to it, like Courtney Cronin is like everybody who is there feels welcome and, and gets along really well. And like, we witnessed that when uh, JD passed away and just how nice everyone is and how everyone is kind of helping each other out. And if someone can't get be there to get quotes, you help the other person out. It doesn't matter if you compete, like if you're on a competing newspaper or whatever. Like I said, everyone kind of works together. So to lose a member of the team like that, like JD and like Vaughn and now Moon, it just, it's sad because it keeps happening but you you're reminded of how close everyone is even though everyone is is competing for clicks and likes and retweets and all that kind of stuff it doesn't matter when this kind of stuff happens because everyone that covers this team knows each other so well because you we just went through the training camp dates all those people are going to be together every single day for the two months of training camp. And then they're there every day at Hallis. And then they're there every Sunday covering the team. And they travel together and they dine together and they do that kind of stuff. And so you become so familiar with people and you become so friendly with people even though you're doing the same job for different outlets. But that at times like when stuff like this happens, none of that matters. And, you know, our thoughts with his family and with everybody who knew him and all of his friends and everyone that covers the team and everyone that knew Moon Mullen, a very, very, very nice human being. Yeah, and, a, and such a, a, a friendly uh, person. And I, I remember, and I think I told this story when JD passed on the air, is the first time I was at training camp, JD like took me around and introduced me to everyone on the beat. And the people that stood out that, that I remember from that time, I mean, what, we're talking 10 years ago now? Um, Vaughn McClure, who is no longer here. Uh, Moon, who was just so nice. 
And, like, we always do this when someone passes on, but, like, like Jeff Joniak was the nicest person mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And, like, I want to mention this story because Jeff is still with us doing great work, and mm-hmm. he, he's a great person as well. And, like, I, that always stuck with me. Is like, J.D., take me around meeting everyone, and, and it's just it's sad to see. So um, I'm sure Bears fans were um, hurt to hear that. Moon covered the team very well. He wrote books about the Chicago Bears. If you're a Bears fan, you've definitely consumed uh, – his work, or you've heard him on ESPN 1000. Uh, so the nicest person, John Moon Mullen, gone at 74, lost his battle with cancer. Should we do some NFL news and notes here on the podcast? Yes. I saw this over the weekend. Star uh, Steelers star, I'm putting that in air quotes, mm. Chase Claypool was on the I Am Athlete podcast. And he had a lot of different things to say. Uh, first of all, he seems to think that Kenny Pickett's mobility is going to create plays in the Pittsburgh offense, which is funny because we've also had reports in the last week or so suggesting that Mitchell Trubisky is going to be their starting quarterback, but their number one wide receiver is suggesting that the play is going to come from Kenny Pickett, their number one draft pick out of the first round. So that'll be something interesting to keep your eyes on as the Steelers go to training camp. But also, <laughs> Claypool has uh, quite the opinion of himself. Mm. He is suggesting, and he said this on the podcast, that he is a top five wide receiver in the National Football League, and then he stopped himself and said, no, top three. Your thoughts on Chase Claypool suggesting he is a top three or five wide receiver in the National Football League? Um, No. <laughs> I mean, he had no- he had. Nine touchdowns two years ago in (laughs) 2020. And what did he do last year? He only had two touchdowns. And he caught 59 balls for for, for 860 yards. I mean, he played in 15 games, so it's not like he was not healthy. (laughs) Top five wide receiver. Uh, Okay. With Trubisky as his quarterback. To be fair, he had Ben Roethlisberger throwing to him, which was like a shell of himself and not healthy at all and basically got by with duct tape. All over his body. If you're going to do a to be fair, I'm going to come back with a not, to be fair. I'm not Here's saying he's to a top be fair. List. That doesn't mean he's top five or top three. I'm just saying that if, if, if he wants to put himself into that category, he needs to have some better stats first. He said he's going to have 1,300 yards and 10-plus oh. touchdowns this year. Who's throwing it to him? I'm telling you this right now. There is way too much noise coming from Pittsburgh. This team, there are people left and right saying stuff. Trubisky's comeback player. He's going to be this. You get the clay pool out here and other stuff. Whenever you got noisy teams in the offseason, what usually happens in the NFL? Well, we don't think they're going to be good anyway, do we? Yeah, but when you're noisy and you don't think someone's going to be good, that's going to be a disaster. Yeah, uh, Tomlin needs to get a hold of this, right? Like, he's the one coach you think would be able to handle noise like this and handle a quarterback competition if there really is one. Like, Tomlin's such a well-respected coach that you would think that he's come, the way he commands the room and commands respect from his players is that he would be, like, his... Like, his players wouldn't be out here saying this. Like, you can have a high opinion of yourself, but you had two touchdowns last year. What are you doing? Like, come on. 
Who do you think you top are? Top five. Top five wide receiver. No, top three. Top five. Top five, and he's I, not five. I just love or that he, he said five, and they go, no, 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 actually top three. <laughs> I love that. That's great. I I saw that and I was like, I need to I need to ask Abdal on the podcast about this because you because you not are? only is it you look at the uh, the play from last year and you'd say, yeah, you had a hell of a rookie year, but you need to play better in year three. But then also on top of it, you who's your quarterback? Oh, that's right. It's going to be a quarterback battle between Kenny Pickett and Mitchell Trubisky. And for whatever you think about Trubisky. I don't think Pickett is coming in and people think that he's immediately going to be a franchise-changing quarterback. This isn't Andrew Luck with the Colts, right? This isn't Patrick Mahomes joining the Chiefs and, like, the moment they unleashed him on the league, they're just going to take off. Like, this is going to be a struggle, and there's a lot of noise coming out of Pittsburgh and and Chase Claypool just continuing with this, not only with his uh, I'm a top-five wide receiver, but also suggesting that Pickett is a more mobile quarterback and thus the offense is going to be flying. Okay. I He's talking up that quarterback. He's the number one wide receiver, yet uh, people are suggesting that Trubisky looked really good in minicamp. Okay, cool. I'd, be, I'd still be really surprised if Trubisky is the starter because as whatever I just said about Mike Tomlin, you don't think he knows that Trubisky ain't it. You don't think that he's like, hey, I'm going to have Kenny Pickett watch this guy for two games or three games or four games. No, when when Pickett's ready, if Pickett's he's ready, going he's, to be the quarterback. Why isn't he ready? I mean, he should be ready now. He should yeah, be ready. I mean, I, you're going to sit behind Trubisky? What are you learning from him? Yeah, you're not going to learn anything from that. You're not. You're just waiting until you put the rookie in. That, that's then just the, put him in. That's the way the NFL works now. Then you just put him in. Like, I understand... Mahomes sitting behind Alex Smith. Alex Smith was playing really well. And Alex Smith is a good, is a decent quarterback. Aaron Rodgers sitting behind Favre makes sense, right? He's Brett Favre. Like, like there, there, there are instances where it makes sense. That is not one where it makes sense. And it didn't make sense when Trubisky was here sitting behind Mike Glennon. Like, I can say, I can, for oh, as yeah. much as... It's like, the same it, exact thing. Like, you should have been playing yeah. the young quarterback. Like, I'm not just saying this to crap on Trubisky. He should have been starting from the jump, too. Field should have been starting for Dalton. Absolutely. Yeah, the whole thing. Like, you're not learning anything from Mike Glennon. Uh, there's other news in the NFL quarterback-wise. Uh, we looked at Deshaun Watson. And, it, you know, like, in this situation, when there is news, we'll bring it to you here on the podcast. And, and the news today with Watson... Uh, The attorney, uh, Tony Busby, says that 20 of the 24 lawsuits filed against Brown's quarterback, Sean Watson, have settled. And and the reason I bring that up is do we have any chance of getting closer to the NFL giving us a suspension for Deshaun Watson? Uh, At the moment, there are four that are out there that Watson has not settled. Um so we'll find out. 25 uh, have been filed against Deshaun Watson as of March 16, 2021. Uh, he didn't play last season, and we're still waiting from the NFL uh, solution. Over the weekend on Pro Football Talk, it was suggested that the league is um, looking into a heavy-handed full-year suspension for the future for Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. uh, which that would then entail the full package would be a two-year suspension from the league 
Nothing has come out yet, and the league hasn't said that they have a time frame on when they are going to release the suspension for Deshaun Watson. No, but Albert Breer tweeted when all this news came out that he expects a decision before training camp. There was a uh, deadline for discovery, for pretrial discovery that they would have that the uh, NFL would have learned a lot more information from that was scheduled for June 30th. It's still scheduled for June 30th, but now those 20 cases aren't going to trial. So the four cases that are left, if they're not settled by the 30th, then those will go to tr- those will go to pretrial, and the NFL can learn more information that way. But it seems like, according to him, that this should be a pre-camp decision, which means if you know the Bears start on the 26th, I imagine the tech, the uh, Browns start somewhere around there as well. That by the end of July, we should have a decision. Probably in the next you know five six weeks or so, there should be a decision here on how long he's uh, going to be suspended for. Now, does that mean he's only suspended? For games, can he still practice with the team? Can he still be at camp? Can he still be, you know, can he still be around the team for practices and in meetings and that kind of thing? Or is he going to be not allowed to be in the building and all that kind of stuff and everything and away completely away from the team for a year and he'll be back in twenty for the twenty twenty three season? And then also uh, from Mike Florio on Pro Football Talk, the sooner Baker Mayfield's situation is resolved, the better for everyone. He had a column up over the weekend too. Uh, talking about this, how uh, multiple reports have indicated that the Browns have become willing to pay roughly half of Mayfield's $18.8 million salary in order to facilitate a trade. These reports ignore the other key factor in the transaction. How much will the new team surrender in the trade as far as assets? The lower the pick, the more the new team may pay. The higher the pick, maybe the lower the salary the new team would shoulder. Uh, So that's also another angle to this for the Cleveland Browns. He also mentions how the Panthers have been linked and most strongly interested in Baker Mayfield. Would Baker as a quarterback for the Cle- for the Colorado, um, Carolina Panthers be an upgrade? Would, would that actually be a smart move for the Panthers to make a deal for Baker Mayfield? Well, I mean, the Panthers are going to be compete. Like, do you want to trade for Baker Mayfield and you win some games and you probably have to sign him? Once you trade for him, and then that's your quarterback, or are you just insanely bad and you're in the market for a Bryce Young and a CJ Stroud and the guys that are coming out of college this year? Like, what's better for your franchise moving forward? You, the, like, Baker's the known, like, Baker is what he is, right? Like, I don't see Baker getting better. This is Baker Mayfield, right? We know what he is. How much better is Baker Mayfield than Sam Darnold? I, he's I think he's better. Okay, here you go. Uh, quarterback record as a starter in his career. He's 29 and 30. Completion percentage is 61%. Uh, he's thrown for 92 touchdowns, 56 interceptions. That's Baker Mayfield. Sam Darnold has a record of 17 and 32. Completion percent of 59. He's thrown for 54 touchdowns, 52 interceptions. Okay, the numbers point to Baker. Baker's better. I would say slightly. But what's better for your franchise? Is it better for your franchise to be really bad this year and be in the market for C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, the guys coming out, or is it better to say we know what Baker is, but we can work with that and build around him, and that's what we're going to do moving forward? I would say the the best way would to to play the the poor 
playing quarterback, Darnold, to improve your draft stock while also not giving anything up. Yeah. Giving something up for Baker, who I don't think is much of an improvement, even though the numbers do say better, like when I see them both play, okay, Baker's numbers are better. I see kind of the same type of quarterback, skittish in the pocket, uh, risk-taking type of guys, throwing it into traffic. Yeah, Darnold's definitely been burned more than Baker has, but Baker's also been on some better football teams. Mm -hmm. The time that Darnold spent with the Jets, I think, slants a lot of this into Baker's favor. I just wouldn't give up anything, and I would just continue out the quarterback situation in in Carolina and then hope for the future that you get a high draft pick. Yeah, I, I think I'm with I think I'm with you here. I think I would I would just not trade because the Panthers win total right now is six and I believe that's one of the lowest ones. Uh there's a four and a half. The Texans are four and a half. The Seahawks are five and a half. So if you can the Falcons are five so if you can be in the mix right there for one of the uh, the Jets are five and a half, but they don't need a quarterback. If you're in the mix there for one of the top picks, for a top five pick, don't you just stick with what you have and say, hey, we'll see what happens. If we lose a bunch of games, worst case scenario, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. Best case scenario, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, right? News and notes in the NFL. Uh, the Bears placed Dakota Dozier on the IR after uh, a practice injury from last week. Courtney Cronin on ESPN.com uh, says Dozier goes on the injured uh, reserve list Tuesday, a week after veteran offensive lineman suffered an apparent left leg injury during minicamp practice. He's 31. He was carted off the field towards the end of practice on June 14th. Uh, so that's the news for the Bears. They, they added... A dozier to the offensive line, which we know has multiple spots up for grabs as we head towards training camp. Uh, not the best news, but maybe he's hurt early enough in the summer. They can find his way back at some point uh, late summer, early fall, and still could be an impactful player for the Bears. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a shot to your depth. You need depth at this position, which is why we saw them just start to hoard offensive linemen and just kind of move guys in and out and see what they have. Like, we don't know what this offensive line is going to look like when training camp breaks uh, at the end of or end of August. So it's going to be a lot of moving parts. You're going to see a lot of guys out there. You're going to get reports on of a lot of guys lining up at different positions once they get to training camp at the end of July. And then once we get into these preseason games for live action, you're probably going to see a lot of shakeups at the line to try to see who fits where and who's the best position for what. And this is, I mean, hopefully he's not out for the entire season. Hopefully he's back. And then you you get more depth because that's what you need. I mean, no one's going to play all 17 games, right? Like, it's hard for any player to be out there for 17 straight games. People get injured, like, all the time. So you just want to make sure you have depth at the position, and that's a hit to your depth right now. News and notes in the NFL, our final one. Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight end Rob Gronkowski is retiring from the NFL for a second time. We've already done this conversation. Uh, We've already discussed Gronk to the Hall of Fame, hanging it up. What a career. He's going to be great on television. Maybe he could be a pro wrestler. Is he going to be the next rock movie star? Oh, what are we going to do with Gronk? And then he showed up and he started playing football again. Abdal, your thoughts. Gronkowski retiring from the NFL for a second time. He'll be back by week 12. Week 12? Week 11? 
Week 10 for Tom Brady. Even his own agent, Drew Rosenhaus, said, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back midseason because Tom Brady calls him. Like I just said, people get hurt. So what, your best option is Cameron Brait right now? I mean, there are guys out there that you could sign, but and all due respect to Cameron Brait, like he's not, he's not a star tight end. Wow. So I would say that it wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the hater. Bucks. I'm not saying I'm a hater. He's a very nice man. Joins Waddle and Slip every once in a while. So to me, this, yeah, if his own agent is saying, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back, which probably means his agent knows he hasn't officially filed paperwork. Right. Because once you file paperwork, that's kind of it. So if he hasn't filed the paperwork yet, then there's definitely a chance he comes back and we'll, you know, we'll retire, he'll retire again. Is this just a ploy to get more commercials? I don't know. I don't, I don't even find Gronkowski that interesting. I mean, people do. Really? Why? Because he's Gronkowski. I don't know. Because he's a party animal? Yeah. Because he's a big, you know, he's a big teddy bear. Teddy bear or like wild party dude? Yeah, but that's also a big teddy bear. Is it? Yeah, he's lovable. He's fun. He's fun. He's a lovable, funnable guy. Yeah, not, I mean, yeah, that's fair. That I, you know what really bothered me? The, um, like, have you ever heard a bad that? story about Gronk? No, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what annoyed me. What is the um the commercial? Yeah, you for know, the the you know insurance. Yeah, but for for veterans. Yeah, the insurance. Yeah, what is that company though? USAA. USA that bothered me. Why? Let the man get his money. Why is he trying to scheme to get insurance off of uh something that does good for for vets? Cuz he's an NFL veteran. No, that's stupid. It's a joke commercial. No, it, it, what it, is that, wrong with that you? That commercial ran way too much, and it was dumb. Every commercial runs way too no. much. That's why they're commercials. No, 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 no. During football season last year, yeah. like, bro is trying to scheme when when this is a great thing for vets. What runs more, that or the Stafford uh, cell phone commercial? No, the Stafford one doesn't bother me because uh, his voice is um, identical to an actor, and now I can't place it. Yeah, he, but people he don't sounds know. a lot like an but actor. And I would every say, time I hear it, I look up and I think to myself, "Oh," and I go, "Oh, it's Matthew Stafford." But Gronk is much more marketable than I don't Stanford. care. He's trying to scheme off of uh, what is it? USA? Oh my God! What is it? U- what? USAA. USAA. You don't I'm even know. It up. You don't even it's know the company. Season. It's USAA. There it is. USAA. Yeah. yeah. And the lady in the commercial is so dumbfounded like I am sitting on my couch. Like, what, you're trying to scheme off of those who, who served in the military and their family members? No, he's special, though. Here are some ways to serve the military veterans and their eligible family members. Right there, USAA. You're right. Those commercials really bother me. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, Abdal. You didn't ask for this take. It's a take that's been in the back pocket. It bothers me. I don't find it funny. He's not funny in it. Taking him out of the Hall of Fame. Now Hall of Famer. Scheming. This is how we bookend bits. I'm not. I got my bit off, and now you get your bit off. This is not a bit. You know it's not real. Please believe me that this is not a bit. You know it's not real. What do you mean that's real? It's a real commercial in real life. But he's not actually trying to get USAA insurance. Well, the acting is terrible. Yeah, he's Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, but everyone told me he's going to be this this big star. No one said that. Oh, please. Have you never listened to sports talk radio? Uh-oh. Name names. 
No, I mean, like, that was, like, all the talk. I don't have names. All right, so he's a, who cares? Don't see his movies. You know how many movies you don't see a year? They add this one. I will say, if they really wanted to... Hold on. As Chris is looking things up, riveting podcast audio. If they really wanted to, to make a splash with Gronk, mm-hmm. they remake Suburban Commando with That'd Gronk as the lead. They should just remake all the Hulk Hogan movies with him. I'm just telling you right now. and That's, that's the only Mr. one they Nanny? need to do. Is it Mr. Nanny a Hulk Hogan movie? Yeah, but I, I think... I think No, Mr. Nanny... Uh, yeah, I think it is. I think Suburban Commando, and you place Gronk in that role... Yeah, Mr. Nanny's Hulk Hogan. And that'll get it done. Outside of that, I don't care. I don't need to see see from him, see anything from him. Man, I loved Mr. Nanny. He was so funny when I was a kid. Let's see if I can watch this trailer. For Mr. Nanny? No, Suburban Commando. Oh. I'm talking about Suburban Commando. You're talking about something else. Yeah, I'm You're doing about Mr- a bit. No, I'm talking about Mr. Nanny. Yeah, I think this would work. I'm trying to think of see what else he's been in. Hulk Hogan. We could just remake all of the uh, Hulk Hogan movies. All right, that's it. That's he all I've got a, for he you. Was an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. So is it Hall of Famer or not? He was in Muppets from Space. Are you putting him in the hall? Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain. Santa with Muscles. There's a movie called Santa with Muscles. Mm-hmm. Are you putting uh, Gronkowski in the hall? Yeah. I don't... I I don't care about those things. So he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Five-time Pro Bowl, four-time yeah. All-Pro, four-time Super Bowl yeah, champ. Yeah, four Super Bowls. All right. The stats... All, all 2010s team. Yeah, he can... Yeah, he's Comeback a Hall Player of the Year in 2014. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. But, like, I mean, do you remember... Led the league in touchdowns now, in 2011. Before 17. I say this, obviously, horrible person... The wor- one of the worst people. But remember Belichick, Scheman, Gronk, and Hernandez? On the, on the, I oh, mean, yeah. they were unstoppable. Yeah. Unstop. He is, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Yeah, no doubt. He also, in his career, uh, in the playoffs, he has 15 playoff touchdowns. Yeah. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. I, I just had to ask, you know, someone retires, you got to say, Hall of Famer. Well, are you going to be mad when they show that commercial in his Hall of Fame video? No, it's just a stupid... I don't like the commercial. I don't like him, him scheming. He's not scheming. It's a commercial. It's, it's parody. No, I don't think so. Not for me. It's parody. This is your worst bit. I, this isn't a bit. I, I thought this during the football season when the commercial was on every commercial break. This is your worst bit, and we've been talking for too long. All right. Uh, thank you for listening to the Bear Down Podcast. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. We have a show tonight at 6 on ESPN 1000. You can also check out the podcast on the Black and Abdallah pod on the ESPN Chicago app. Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's the Bear Down Podcast. Thank you for listening.